Hey everyone, thanks for sticking around. This is part two of Chingonas on Heartbreak. So stick around to listen to the rest of Samantha's story. Like I just remember like being at dinner like, like I didn't even say anything. I wasn't like, nothing. I was just like, holy crap. Like what? Because I, like your whole everything, everything changed. Right, your whole future, your whole plans, everything. And so then, did you hope that you misread day? it? No, I knew I read it correctly. You knew, like there was no, there was no denying it. I was like, you need to be clear. So my my big thing with relationships has always been like I don't do second chances. And when I say second chances, I don't mean like you fuck up once, like it's over. I mean, if you fuck up, we're going to take the time to fix this thing. And we're going to do all the things that we can do to try to make it work. And if it can't work and we ultimately decide it's over, like it's over. I don't, I don't do the whole broken up. We're back together. It's over. And so I specifically told him like, Hey, you remember that I don't do second chances. If you're telling me right now that it's over, like you can't come back in a few months and be like, I mean, this is terrible. Like, it's done. Like you're telling me you don't want to make a commitment to me. To even try, so that's kind of fucked. Maybe. He was like, "Well, yeah," and I don't think that aside. I don't think that was ever considered until later. But um, for the, for the person to, he emailed me back and said, "I understand what I'm doing." Yes, and I said, "Okay, all right. I guess I'll figure it out." And I told him that he had to tell his parents though, because his parents were they're really close with both of us. You can tell him the devastating news. <laughs> So that was the whole thing. I'm not doing your dirty work for thing. you. I remember I was like, hell no, oh, don't do no. it. I said, make so, him tell him. So the hardest part, the hardest part of all of it wasn't even it happening, right? It was the the, the time period that happened afterwards. Because I then had to, huh, I did, I'm a very like, I wouldn't say I'm a private person uh, because I tell people my business all the time, but only if they ask. So I keep to myself for the most part. And I definitely don't share my problems with people i'll share funny things or my life or whatever but things that i consider like a problem i don't share with people and i then had to go to work and i called you the next day and it was so funny because you told me afterwards i called you or i texted you and i said i need to talk to you it's serious and what was the first thing you thought i was going to tell you uh, when you said it was serious you thought i was going to call you and pregnant. tell you i was pregnant <laughs> I was like, are you pregnant? And I like, it never crossed my mind that you were would just tell you one day that you guys were done because Boom. at no point and like you said, you are you are private because I always asked you about him and I always asked you about how you guys were doing and your answer was always the same. It's like, oh, it's fine. There was never a, we're struggling to communicate, we're struggling for this, we're struggling. There was never any of that and I I don't normally yeah, share and, stuff like that. And so, so, but I saw I saw it, um, which is why I would always ask mm -hmm. you because you're and I and I tell you now, right? You slowly changed into a slightly different person, and I couldn't quite figure out or put my finger on it. But when you texted me, my my first thought was that you were pregnant because I had been there just a few months earlier. And you were so close mm -hmm. to getting out that that would be not a bad thing, but it would 
it, it would be, be difficult, difficult because you're trying to get out, but you also would be in a pregnancy and you had to get medical care to the extent of your pregnancy and postpartum. And I thought, oh shit, this is kind of devastating because you have to stay here a little longer and you have to extend. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was an oh shit moment. Is she going to tell me she's pregnant? Because at no point was it told me he's fucking he's done. Good. And and it's and I'm like you, yeah. right? Because you said, can I talk to you later when you're not busy? I have something to tell you. Serious. Yeah, and I think within 30 seconds. You were like, I was I'm like, you right uh, I'm like okay. no, I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I'm calling you. I'm calling you right now. I, I went you... to a private place where I had signal because I had no signal when I got your message. And you're in, I was in a, in a different, different state. state. Yeah, I was traveling for work. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I, and I, and I had to call you because I was, Hey, I need help. And you're like, Oh Lord, what is it? And I was, um, well, and I just remember completely yes. like bawling. And, and you don't not, cry. I was in. You're not. Uh, no. I, I had seen I you remember. in, what, it's been three and a half years, I think, since I've known you, or a little bit, almost three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then three and a half years, I had only seen you cry once. It was when we cried together. One day, we were feeling super emotional. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know if I remember that. We were, that, like, just talking. Yeah. It uh -huh. was like, we were, like, having a mental breakdown at work. <laughs> When nobody was there. Oh, that's right. right. I do remember that. That was fun. <laughs> and that was the only fun. time and that I that I saw you cry. And then, so when you started to tell me and you started crying over the phone, I remember... I could I could feel you. I could feel you like... <gasps> yes. Well, I was <laughs> shocked, phone. as I'm sure you were. Yes, um, 100%. but immediately my brain went into um, planning mode, and I know that's why I called yeah. you. <laughs> because right, I immediately had to like rearrange your whole business. life. I had to tell you my business. I had to, I had to tell the entire command, essentially the important people at the command, um, what was going on because they needed to help me get my job back. Right, yeah. I had returned it. Yeah, you had basic. I need to get my it's job. It's like turning need, in your two weeks notice. I had to reach out to people. And then saying, oh, you're turning in your two weeks notice for civilian terms. And they're advertising your job. They're doing interviews. <laughs> and then you're, never mind. Um, Just kidding. You don't please, do please. that, right? Yeah, yeah, no. I immediately, when you told me that, I asked you, like, if you're okay. Obviously, that was a stupid question. Like, obviously, <laughs> I, I had to stay in after that. I decided, like, all right, I need to stay in. I can't get out. I, it's just going to be me and Marley. I'm not going to have support. Yeah. I'm like, I can't do that. So I had to get all my stuff back to come back in, come back in the military. Um, and I remember that happened, you know, in the middle of September. And I remember in October being at somebody else's reenlistment. It wasn't even my reenlistment. You were there also. And I had a small panic attack during it because it was so cute. Like she, she reenlisted and like her family was there. Her little new baby was there and her, her older kids were there. And they were like, oh, I'm like the support of my family is so great. And I remember just sitting there like, fuck, dude, I'm going to have to reenlist now. And I'm not going to get to have any of that stuff anymore. So I just remember that was yeah. super Because then suddenly you saw you were watching yeah. things through a different lens. And I think it it hit you. And I think that was uh, the post, right? The After being receiving these devastating news, you process it. But then slowly every day was a reminder just from other people's conversations of all the shit that you were like, 
I'm never going to have that. I'm never little moments that you're, it's just not fair. Well, and the, and the, well, and the part that was like the weirdest too, was like when most people, like most normal, normal people, when they, when they get like civilian people, when they get divorced, they're like living in the same house with their spouse and they have to then separate all their stuff and they have to see them every day or they have to like say if their their other person is cheating on them then they have to deal with all of that and they have to physically see the person and deal with it like that nothing changed for me i still live in the same house i mean i i did have to go that was hard i had to go around the house and the take down all of um, like my family pictures and these are all things that he never had to think about i had to go around and take down all my family pictures and my daughter's mom like why are you taking that picture down that's our family and i was little do you know this uh, so no small. but like i yeah, so I took them all down. I put them in a box outside because when I was young, I grew up um, in a family, a divorced family. Any pictures I ever found of my parents together, I kept them because I didn't have any growing up. And so for Marley, I just automatically put it in a box for her. She can have them all when she's older if she wants them, whatever. Because I like to take pic- pictures. We have like lots of family photos. I put them all in a box for her because mm-hmm. I don't want to see them. I don't, I don't want to do that. And then I started filling the house up with pictures of me and her instead, which was fun. But I like, I remember taking all that stuff down, even, even simple things like, oh, I'm going to get some coffee. And I see a stupid <laughs> mug in there that he gave me for like an anniversary one year. That's like the best wife ever. I was like, bitch, like, I just want to throw this at somebody. Ew. And it was really, it was really crappy. And the unfortunate thing is that I don't think he considered, now I can't tell you what he thought because I don't know his thought stuff i i don't even know the real reason why other than the fact that he didn't want to try anymore that was really hard to process that somebody would just completely give up on you and say you're not worth um, trying for so it was like a lot of processing of that and then a lot of processing of stopping and stop getting yourself to stop asking the question why like why did this happen why does he feel like this like i need closure and you never like at least at my my case i never really fully got that at least from like an answer standpoint but I did get my own closure just through my own self-reflection and working through or whatever and honestly I that was because I had a therapist because yeah. <laughs> I totally I was gonna say to that. that was a super like it was a really big part of your healing journey and I I will say that just in in watching you go through this like visceral process of basically reevaluating your life and and what you want from a relationship and coming back to mm-hmm. a realization that you do deserve to be loved and none of this was your fault i would say mm-hmm. people don't do this alone I think a huge part of it was just your friends, your family, the, those who were there to say, mm-hmm. we're here. That is it. Because you are not the trash talking yeah. type of person that's going to be, fuck him or none of that. Yeah, yeah, you're not. You, you aren't. <laughs> I remember I even asked you, I'm like, what a fuck? And I was like, wait, can I call him an asshole? And you were like, sure. <laughs> what a fucking asshole. Because I just know, I said, what a genuinely kind person you are. And even to to date, I I don't I don't see you as someone who would be this like vengeful person. And so I think processing such a such a betrayal, I would call it, um, 
processing that mm-hmm. and doing it in a way where you still get to be you, where you don't lose yourself and who you are and the kind part of yourself. I think that was yeah. um, really your biggest accomplishment because oftentimes when people go through something like this, they do lose themselves. Well, and I can, I can definitely, I can definitely tell you that some of the, the hardest things to deal with through all this, other than the fact of obviously you're getting divorced and now you have to like do all these things, was not only hearing all of the fun theories from everybody else on why they thought he was leaving me. That yeah. that happened from all. I know we had a couple. My, my parents, <laughs> his parents, like random people who would find out at work. Like, oh my god, well, he's probably doing this. It's probably because you even had other people who were like, it's probably because maybe it's because you're not the same skinny person you once were. I'm like, I don't want to be that person anyway if they thought that. But you have to hear uh these things from people. (laughs) Take it back a little bit. (laughs) Let's let's take it back to the shit people say sometimes. Those are reasons. Oh my god. Those are things. Don't say the first shit that comes to your mind, people. Like... (laughs) What the fuck? Oh my god. And some people are they're like, oh you're oh my god. So yeah, not only do you have to hear that, I mean you still don't know the answer of why it actually happened. And people don't believe that you like, don't have an I answer. And I can't get an answer. I think that Correct. that would be incredibly Correct. frustrating if I was in your shoes and they're like, Why? And you're I don't know. And they're like, Well, what the fuck do you mean? Oh my god, I don't know. know. And especially family members when you're like, I'm completely just like leaving this person, my seven year relationship is over and you're like, I don't know why. I don't know what happened. I have I have my own speculations. I, I don't know if they're true. And like, yeah. so it's like dealing with all those things. And then on top of that, going from being around my daughter for 100% thousand times all the time to he was supposed to come visit me in November when he came back from deployment. But instead, he ended our marriage and then asked me to take our daughter for two weeks. And everybody who found out about that was like, why would you let him take her? Like, why? Like, he hasn't even told you why you're getting divorced. And you're going to let him take your daughter? What if, he, what if he tries to keep her? What if he tries to take her? And I was like, I, he, he's not going to do that. Because I can say out of the whole thing, he, he agreed to anything and everything that I needed or wanted. I literally was like, you're going to pay for this. Okay, you will do this. And I will do these. And he's okay. And I'm, I'm going to have her 100% of the time. And he's like, okay. There was no fighting. So I didn't, I wasn't worried when he took her for two weeks, but that was definitely yeah. a weird experience going from seeing You've her all the time to, now I, I had mixed feelings because I'm like, yay, I can go be an adult and do adult things. I don't know. Like I can go freaking sleep outside if I wanted to, or go to the club or go to a bar or anything. I could do any, I could what go to the do? grocery store at two in the morning if I wanted to, like anything. Uh, Besides, I no, I, really I remember you were crying a lot. Time. I I worked. Oh, I did, but I worked. I didn't even take time off. I just was like, whatever, I'll just work. And so I worked, and yes, I cried a lot, and that was because I realized, oh I mean, shit, I don't want her. And it sucks the fact that like I had to wait to get divorced to finally get like me time. Mm-hmm. Also, so like for all the people who are married right now, and your wife is taking care of your kids, let her have some free time. Not just. Not like, just that. Take the kids. Like, let, let like, her do something. You always say it when people are dating. Don't string people along because it's it's incredibly hurtful yeah. and very 
narcissistic thing to do to string people along for your own benefit or for your own emotional well-being mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck when you know that you don't have those types of feelings for them i would say it's the same in any relationship but more so if you're married or if you're a part if you have a partner and you don't want to be there anymore and you feel that the minute you feel that you need to voice it and it's not to end your relationship but you either are going to choose at that moment to work on it or you're going to choose at that moment to walk away and at least you communicate it because i think in having conversations with you i ever like your most frustrating piece was you didn't know when you thought you were having a great time and you thought that Mm -hmm. everything was going great and you were being super supportive and you're like how long for someone to just come out one day and not say hey i don't i don't feel good about this anymore or to just go from that to say i'm absolutely 100 percent done i want i don't want to try anything and I want nothing want to nothing do, to with, do it, with you. And yeah. that's it. There wasn't even like a warning shot. It was just, and had he said something sooner, I'm not saying it would have hurt any less, but at least you knew what you were into and, and what you were fight, what you were fighting with or fighting for, essentially. Yeah. I think that was incredibly yeah. selfish and not deserved for someone like you who... You know, and I'm not just saying that because you're my friend. I like you don't do that to another person. I always tell you, it's one thing to to do it. Say if you if it's just you and him, but you guys have a daughter, and the fact that she was never even a part mm-hmm. of the discussion of there was never any like I'm walking away from this. So I can tell you, I can tell you when it first happened. I'm the one who raised that flag. I said you're leaving yeah. us. You're not just leaving me. You're leaving us. And he's like, I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving her. And I think when what I mentioned earlier when I said I don't think he thought very hard when he made that decision about how it would affect that is I think he still thought I would continue doing what I was doing. I would make sure that she would call him. I would I would call him so Marley could talk to him. Like I would message him and be like, mm-hmm. What are you doing? Marley wants to talk to you. Hey, I was the one who was planning the trips for him to come out here and the things mm-hmm. we would do when he would come out here and calling him before bed so she could talk to him and I don't think he realized until he realized uh that I was no longer going to be doing those things for him because if you want to have an active part of her life that is your job you are expecting wifey duties for me and those are not my job anymore (laughs) but to to make a long story short right I I also was the one who actually did the divorce papers and the reason why I did that was because in California um you have to go back to your maiden name. But in Washington, you do not. You could change your name to anything that you want. And I wanted to do that. And I also wanted to control what went into the... Granted, I could have helped with the parenting plan too. But I, I really wanted to make sure Marley was set up to make sure that he could still support her. And that we had a parenting plan that would make sense and whatever. You have been uh, super like rational right, he, throughout that whole process. Because I... I can tell you that as a very emotional person, I would have, I, I would like to think that I could be rational, but I, the way you handle things is in true fashion, true Sam fashion of calm, cool, collected (laughs) on the, I I was going to say on the surface, surface. everything was very put together, (laughs) very thought out. And it was, um, even though it was breaking your heart, essentially, 
to go through all of that. I was. It was so hard. I had to do all of the paperwork for it. There is so much paperwork. I just want to say that right now. You should be you should be forced to fill out the same amount of paperwork when you're getting divorced as when you get married. Because <laughs> less people would get married. I'm just saying. It was it was so much paperwork, especially because we had a kid. You do like the first paperwork, you do the second paperwork, whatever. I had to send that stuff to him a million times. The reason why I'm most upset, because when it first happened, I was not maybe the nicest person. I, I could have been meaner, but I definitely was emotional. And when he had Marley for those first two weeks, it was really hard. And I would sometimes lash out on my yeah. tears. Because he wouldn't talk to you. Going through a lot. He never actually, he wouldn't talk to, me. to this day, gave you the courtesy of a conversation. And yeah, and yeah. That is correct. He attempted one time, but he actually didn't say anything. It ended up just me freaking out the whole time. I had told him, I said, not only are you missing things with Marley, but now you're forcing me to miss things with her, right? Because she's going to go to you and she's going to see you for holidays. And then I'm not going to be able to experience whatever holiday with her. And his response was, well, you could have her for all of the holidays. You could have her all the time. And that even upset me more because I was like, Bruh. You're not even going to fight for her? This doesn't make any sense to me. Like, all you've ever wanted your whole life was to be a father, and now you're like, Ugh. And I told you. So, I, and I, told I did you the parenting else. plan. When I did the parenting yeah. plan, I gave him. I remember, and I was like, Kim, don't give him anything, because he doesn't, he doesn't care. And you were like, yeah, but it's, you were so selfless in, in that you were thinking about your daughter. And I can say that I would be angry, but uh, hopefully in my rational yeah. moments, I would want to think about my children in situations mm-hmm. like that but um let's let's uh let's talk about your job situation during this time you had given up let's your see, career at that happened. point and we had to do so much right so much so quickly to kind of keep you yeah. in the navy because we wanted to make sure that you stayed there not only did we have to i had to re-enlist and figure all that stuff out then I got COVID. That was terrible. Then I, I don't know. There was lots that happened. I had to go to court mm-hmm. three different times. And the judge was an for the divorce. Uh, because the judge, I think she thought that I was, and I think it solidified it when he was there. So I, I forced him to come to the last court hearing because she denied my parenting plan twice. And she told me I needed to write what we would do in the parenting plan if we were to get out of the military. And that makes perfect sense. But that is so vague i don't know what i'm supposed to write to make her happy if one of us gets out we're going to maintain the same parenting plan and she was like no i don't accept that you need to work on it so i called him and i was like look bro i hate that you're making me do this and i refuse to do it again unless you're here and he said fine and so this last 25th of may i went to the court hearing he came out here went to court again except i had to see him this is the longest interaction i've had with him since the divorce and it was so weird because I was so okay, if that makes sense. It was it was interesting because when I first when I first went to court the first time, I remember one of my friends telling me, "You may think you're okay now, but you may just break down all of a sudden because you're gonna be divorced and it'll hit you." Man, I walked out of that courtroom literally yes, and he was standing right next to me, and I was like, "Hell yeah, <laughs> finally!" And he was just like, "What?" Because Girl, people like, don't realize so that your happy. divorce wasn't like a normal divorce. Like you said, where people are in the same household and they are processing, but still having to see each other every day. You were forced to do it entirely on your own and deal with your own feelings and deal with your own emotions and your own anger and frustration and everything all by yourself. And it took a toll on you. 
right? Yeah, and then I also, on top of that, had to make sure I wasn't doing anything yeah. that could negatively mm-hmm. impact and my she, daughter. And she noticed yeah, she's so at that age that was fun, she's too. more self-aware, more alert. Yeah, so yeah, she was um, obviously that was really, yeah. like I said, I won't say I saw your mental health deteriorate because it makes it sound like you were like, losing your shit and that's not the case it was but I did see like a huge change right it was you didn't really you didn't enjoy being there was nothing that you were looking forward to if if besides Marley and I wouldn't even say that you were looking forward to Marley I would say that you were you were existing for Marley at that point yeah that is true yeah so growing up growing up in my own like family of divorce whatever and my my when my parents got divorced uh, I was also very happy but that's because their relationship wasn't the best they weren't good together if that makes sense so I was totally fine when they got divorced but then growing up and hearing like both my parents talk crap about each other to each other via me I never wanted to put Marley through that so she'll never hear me say anything bad about her dad because that's her dad and whether I like it or not I did one of my friends made a really good point She's, I know you hate him right now, She's, but that is the person that you chose to have her with. Because I didn't just have Marley willy-nilly. Whoops, I got pregnant. Yeah. Like, we had planned her. And I had specifically wanted to wait after getting married a few years to have her. So I did choose this person to have her to have yeah. her with. Him mm-hmm. with. Whatever. I gave birth to Marley. And I chose her dad. And so there is some part of me that understands that he isn't a shitty dad. Yeah. He's just a shitty husband. <laughs> And I don't know, like, I obviously I still get emotional about the subject, but I feel so much better. Yeah. So much better about the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Especially, especially I was now say, that, like, can I, you tell us what you're, what, like, so we went like back and forth with this when we were talking about, like, how are you going to move past this? And then you brought up randomly, I'm going to have to change my name. And I was like, oh, what are you going to pick? We can't have serious conversations for too yep. long. We always end up like goofy. <laughs> Well, and we not. started throwing names around and <clears throat> most of them sounded so, like stripper names which was great so definitely my dad voted for samantha <laughs> fox with two x's and i said that sounded too stripper he also wanted me to change my name to x just the letter and then when people would say my name i would correct them and be like excuse me it's actually not x it's pronounced ken like ken that was that was almost a winner. That was really mm-hmm. funny because I like I like jokes. But uh, no, we instead we went with darling. That was my favorite. I that was actually a that name that you one. chose. But I took a list of names to my daughter and I read them out for her and I told her which one did she want to call me? Which one should my name be? And she said she wanted to call me darling. She said I want to call you darling, mom. <laughs> darling. It's perfect. And I was like, done. It has it's the best ring, over. Samantha like, Darling. Yes. I like it. The, the lady at the courthouse heard it and she was like darling oh i love that I was they like, wouldn't hey, have said it with fox it. though anyway so <laughs> no they would have been like, fox. like no yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a big deal hey like everybody fun, but... because we're very close at work We've been following, we've been following um, Sam's journey very closely and mostly because we care uh, tremendously for her and Marley and we have, we were all involved in the choosing of the name 
and we were all texting her did that fucking judge deny you again you were like yeah she did and we're like oh we all hate her i don't even know what her name is but we all just like we just despise her, I didn't and, know what her name was. You know, so the day that you went to court your stuff was finalized you sent a group text and you're like it's official and we were all like congratulations darling <laughs> we were i i took me forever to actually read it because i was reading and then i came out and i and when i came out as i was reading it they're like did you hear we have a, we, yeah <laughs> it was it was great and we were like oh my goodness that's that's so freaking cool because we had seen you kind of go go into this like this very depressive state right and it was hurtful for us yeah. to see you go through that because you nobody deserves it but we know what kind of mom you are and we know how incredibly devoted to your ex-husband you were and to to see you go through that was so infuriating for all of us and when we saw you start yeah. coming out of it like slowly and i would tell you often like i see it like I see that little glimmer in your eye coming back I, and I feel it. I felt it in your demeanor. Mm -hmm. I felt like a, a huge shift and I was so incredibly happy for you that not only was, yeah, because I think, I, I say not only was the old Sam coming uh -huh. back, but it was like a better improved yeah. version because I don't think that you realized how much you dimmed yourself to be in this relationship you're 100 yeah. correct and i never realized any of that until i didn't even realize i knew i was depressed during covid but i didn't realize yeah. how depressed i didn't realize how sad i was about the whole like being not not that being with him made me depressed because it didn't but the situation wasn't cool and i know at the time i was i'm just depressed because you know i'm here with my daughter alone and i have to do all these things by myself and I never realized how much the relationship did make me upset. So in some cases, shit, maybe he just thought before I did. No, maybe I was delusional. I, th and I, I think that um, didn't see it, but I think that the relationship. I still think giving up wasn't the right choice, but I, I understand. I think it was a we very one-sided like, relationship, and I think that's why it was hard for you because. <sighs> It's hard to come to terms with that. It's hard to come to terms with the fact that you lost a little piece of yourself every time you brought up something that you needed in this relationship and it and you didn't get it. And every time mm -hmm. that you wanted to talk about something and you couldn't and every time that you wanted to voice your opinion and you didn't, it slowly chipped away at you because I didn't know you outside of this relationship. I met you and you're married. And I mean, yeah, and, and I think, right. I mean, I didn't and know that's me. I'm kind of getting at was I feel like now so, I saw you kind of come out of this and I was like, oh, look at you, you sassy girl. Just telling people, hey, this is what it is. This is how it is. And I, I fucking love that for you. Um, and I, I couldn't be more proud of you. And I told you, I tell you this all the time, like, dude, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. how you fucking answer that text message. <laughs> <laughs> more assertive for sure well like one of the things that i've noticed about myself is when you're young i don't think getting married when you're young is necessarily a bad decision i'm not gonna sit here and say terrible don't do it because 
in a perfect world, you'll marry the person that you will grow with and you'll like learn things together. That's the ultimate goal. But I can tell you what I looked for in a relationship when I was 20 is Mm -hmm. not what I would look for in a relationship now. Uh, Because when I was 20, I, I mean, I remember meeting him and being like, wow, he's like super attractive. He's older. So that means he's established. And that's all I remember. That's what I need. That's what it is. And I can tell you right now, if the person that I'm with doesn't, can't have open communication with me, like, bro, you're gone. If the person that I'm with can't, emo- I, I just need more, I, I, I don't think I thought about emotions before. And I never thought about the type of partner you that I needed why? before I was just thinking, oh, husband, I guess. I don't know. Because when you're younger, what? you don't think about, you're not thinking about these things in terms of what you want out of it. You're just, it's it's like first impressions and, you know, more physical, like emotional things. Whereas the older you get, you realize how much, well, no, like you give yourself like more, more value. You value yourself, your feelings, your emotions, your wants, your mm. needs so much more and they become top tier so that when you are looking for something specific to fulfill all of those needs and emotions, I think that you're, fuck no, I'm not compromising on that because it's me. I come first. And mm-hmm. I did that other thing before where it, it was like, you're looking for the fairy tale of, I want to fall in love and it's magical. And this is... Well, and and when you're and when you're married and your your partner has, nobody's perfect. They Everybody uh-huh. has things that you accept about the other person. And I always accepted the problems. And I don't think that was necessarily reciprocated mm-hmm. with myself. Because like I said, I'm not perfect. But I don't think I got that same level of, I will accept yeah. your problems if you accept mine. And I need that in a partner. Mm-hmm. Like that is obviously something that you would need. Understanding and somebody knowing yeah. that they would work with you through So issues. you started this whole, I don't want to so. call it a journey, but like... It was a journey. It was still a journey. You started this a, a year ago. A year later, finally, you are fully 100% divorced. And I would say, what advice would you have yeah. for for people who experience heartbreak and how to overcome it as a woman? And what, what how do you think that's different than how men maybe might deal with it? I would say that, at least in my situation, if you're talking men and men and women differences, I can tell you when it first happened and I first got broken up with, I can tell you I was not okay. And I can tell you that he was. He was okay. And as I processed my emotions and, and started feeling a little bit better, not perfect, but like I started yeah. accepting the things, things that I cannot change, you know, stuff like that. He realized okay, these are the consequences of what is actually happening. So I, I would say, I don't know if that's how all men are, but I can tell you that in my situation, I went from super shitty to getting better, and he went from super okay to super shitty. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other story about the things that he's had to go through. But I can tell you that it's definitely not easy, and I would definitely say that don't do it by yourself. I did reach out to a um, service that was provided there are civilians who provide it to us, but I did reach out to a therapist just to talk about my divorce, just to tell somebody about it and for him to listen and be like, fuck that guy. That's really what he did. And even that was so yeah. helpful because uh, it makes you feel like you're not going crazy because you do. When you talk to your friends, you definitely talk to your friends, definitely 
you know, get get your There's advice from your friends too. But always remember that sometimes people will always, well, sometimes people will also give you unsolicited advice, like the advice of, hey, maybe it's because you gained weight is why he left, stuff like that. And so be careful who you talk to. But Talk about creating a fucking conflict in you that you're like, wait, no, but talk about you're going in there to be, hey, my finger hurts. And they're, oh, it's because your nose is crooked. And you're like, what the fuck? My nose is crooked. (laughs) It's the same fucking thing. I didn't even know that was a problem. What? I didn't go with you like that. I'm not going to say who told you that, but I'm going to say there was a man. Okay, nice. Tell me you... It was a man. It was a man. It men give shitty advice. <laughs> if you ever needed more proof. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm I'm so See. happy that you can like laugh and joke about this. Um, yeah, uh, so because funny. your sense of humor, I would say, was it was always there. It was almost like dark humor when we'd be like cracking up in the car about it and then we'd go back to Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> 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 So we just go back to eating our cheeseburgers. This is fucked. Like, oh Lord, what's wrong with me? Yes, but it's. I I think in a way, it's like a coping mechanism. Is to sometimes you guys just gotta laugh at shit because it's it's either that or you're crying about it, and you're at least getting it out. A hundred percent. Yes. Sometimes you're crying about it and laughing. Like you're doing both. So, so and yes. Yes, okay so yeah I would I would say that's good advice is to make sure that you're you're asking for help you're reaching out like both uh, professional and personal build build yourself build yourself mm-hmm. a kind of little team of support because I would I mean I would even go as far as even like I have mom groups on Facebook like even they can be helpful where you just look oh my god I'm going through this I'm going through this problem what have you experienced or just hearing from other people who've gone through it. I talked to my friend on the phone for four hours about his process and the things that he's gone through. And I was like, damn. And it's so weird too. Cause now I listen to songs that you listen to songs about like heartbreak. And I used to be like, damn, I totally know what they're talking about. <laughs> or stories where people are like, yeah, I went through this mental health crisis and I left my fiance and I'm sitting there like, you left your fiance. Yeah. Like, I know what that feels like. That's terrible. What are you talking about? Other people are just like, you had a mental breakdown? I'm like, no, no, go back. What? And I will say our FBI like, I, agents I, are I, awesome. And they, the algorithms on our social media accounts are like always spot on. Mm-hmm. And and we always kind of track our mental raised, health yes. based on what TikTok side we're on. <laughs> we find ourselves in like super yeah, funny TikTok. Yeah. And then for a while there, we found ourselves in like, mental health tiktok yeah like and like those are like, all the you for you page things that are coming up like, it's wow, like you when out? you're dead inside and <laughs> still trying to cook dinner and you're like, oh shit like <laughs> this is getting out of hand and yeah I'm like, and then you sent me a video a couple weeks on? ago do you remember <laughs> and it was like mm-hmm. how to change I your do. how do you, how do. you speak in the language that you're using with yourself and and how it changes your perspective and, and changes how you look at things. Uh-huh. And I immediately messaged you back like, yay, you're on, men- on mental wellness TikTok. 
I was like, <laughs> oh was my god. <laughs> it was like, I think it's like mental wellness and empowering side of TikTok where you start getting these, you need to say daily affirmations mm-hmm. and you set your goals and you need to have standards and you need to have um, things, uh, people around you that make you feel empowered and make you feel good about yourself. When you sent me that video, I was like, fuck yeah, we did it. <laughs> Well, like, and what's what's crazy, too, is thinking back on it, like, the whole process was super shitty, and I wish it never happened, but at the same time, I'm sitting here today, you know what, yeah. like, obviously, it had to happen, I'm glad it did, I don't have regrets of it happening, um, I would say that this is my villain origin story, so if I ever become villain, this is probably where it started from, but aside from that, I'm just getting great character yeah. development, and you, I'll just be a better person in the end. You are part. already a better person. <laughs> So that's dope. You're you're yeah, good. You're I mean, an awesome yeah, mom. Like life experiences. You really are, and I think I the maturity that you've <laughs> shown in this is going to be something that Marty's going to appreciate later on in life. But you know I as well so, as I so. do that as children of divorced parents and like toxic relationships don't necessarily walk away and are mature about the whole damn thing. I would have appreciated that from my parents, yeah. and I think that if you and have done something mutually and I is that you have both chosen to be mature about how you handle things with your daughter and I really admire that from both of you Mm -hmm. it sucks that it has to be that way but at the same time you guys are putting her first and that's awesome I had a lot of and I didn't realize it but I had a lot of resentment going through the divorce process because I had I was doing all the paperwork and I was the one dealing with the judge and I was going to court and I was the one seeing the court facilitator and dealing with these people. I had a lot of resentment towards him. And the day that the judge approved the divorce and I literally left giddy like, ah, yes. And my ex was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? I was so happy. I could tell you that I had been frank and short with him up until then. I literally thanked him walking out of the courthouse. I was like, thanks for showing up today. Like, that wouldn't have gotten done if you were there. And he was like, yeah, no problem. And then I went and picked my daughter up from school and took her to him so he could take her. And that's where she's been so far right now. She's been with him and for the last two time. weeks. And you had a great time. I was going to say. Um, I feel so much better dealing with him. It feels yeah. better to be cordial now. And I was cordial before, but I was cordial with a little bit of spice, I would say. And my spice has like lacked. he would say like because thank I think you and you're like you're welcome bitch. <laughs> I just wouldn't respond. He would be like, "Can you please do whatever?" And I'd be like, "Yeah." And he'd be like, "Hey, thanks." <laughs> or when I had COVID, he was like, "How are you doing?" You don't need to ask about me. Don't. You will not. You don't care, yeah. right? Um. Now I'm just like I don't care. Whatever, bro. Yeah. Um. That's like good. he doesn't hate me anymore. Uh-huh, you're just some dude. I'm glad. I'm glad. Oh, cool. I feel better about it, I guess. I'm I'm excited time, to see like what happens yeah, with you. Matter. I'm I am personally invested in you. <laughs> Not just like I professionally, guess, but like personally <laughs> I I am so like invested. I'm happy that you're here. Yeah. it's okay it's okay however it is that you choose to deal with your heartbreak (laughs) and it's 
it can happen to anybody, really. Like, yeah. it doesn't fucking discriminate. And that's the, the most shocking part of it is that people think, like, it'll never happen to me. It will. And it can happen to you at any stage of your life. You were in in yeah. your marriage when it happened to you. And that's that's rough. And I think it's important to validate those things. If your daughter is going through this, right, with you and her dad... And she needs to process mm-hmm. her emotions. And you think, you know, she's not old enough to, to understand. In a way, they are. When she's older and what? she is able to process it fully and completely, that may very well be the time where she experiences that sense of loss. It may not be something that she can process and comprehend at this stage, but it might happen mm-hmm. when she's getting older. And I think that's why it's so important for us to deal with our own heartbreak and understand our own feelings about it and how to get past it because we have to be able to help our children through it. Friendships are incredibly important. Parents are incredibly Mm -hmm. important. Marriage is important. And people need to stop taking this shit so lightly. Before we go, can you tell us a fun fact about yourself? Super out of the blue. So fun fact about yourself. Oh, Lord. A fun fact about myself? You should have told me previously so I could think about it. Um, I guess my fun fact is that you're probably you can bind them. I can make books now. Yes, I can bind books, not yes. write them. I can't write them, but I can. In make the past, like I taught myself two how to months, do that, right? So I guess that's a fun fact. It's that's like yeah, an actual hobby of yours. Everywhere. All over the place. <laughs> yes. Yes. Isn't yes. It I've mean, awesome? never had a hobby before, so. Yeah. I, I think that I always wondered, it's like, why do people I have like hobbies? It. And I never really understood them. And as you know, I've been going through my own personal, like, yeah. healing and growth journey of just figuring out who the fuck I am finally at this stage. And, and yeah. Yeah. now I understand hobbies. I get it. They're supposed to just bring you pure fucking joy and they're not supposed to yeah, be anybody else's but your own. And they could be super serious hobbies or they could be, you know, collecting fucking marbles. And mm-hmm. and that's okay. <laughs> okay, well, I will so say that thank you for doing this for me and for being so open and just vulnerable with it sure. all. I know that it's... It still sucks to talk about it, but I I really appreciate it. I'm sure someone out there is going through the same stuff that's Mm going to be, I need to figure out my stuff and how I'm going to work through this. So I appreciate it. And I'm sure they will as well. I super appreciate the opportunity. I have lots of fun. I'm going to have you back. You're going to have to come back and and we're going to have to do a couple of episodes. So thank you. Uh, And for everybody listening and those of you guys watching, thank you so much for joining us. But uh, again, I appreciate it. This is the part where we do the outro music. So, you know. Mm-hmm. Thank oh, you. That's not. No. Mm-mm. You just have to dance. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Not bad. I didn't tell me the okay. rules before the start. We might that. cut this out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you.